Chapter 40 Ilse shook her head wearily. She could remember little of what happened after she gave Reshma her rings. She just felt an immense weight push on her shoulders, and she sank to the ground. It was like she was carrying the world on her shoulders, and no one offered a hand. She awoke in a room constructed out of large, dark gray stones. The dark walls created a cool and quiet environment. A few candles and torches lit the room, but she couldn't see them clearly due to a cloth draped low over her eyes. She lay on a cot in a long night shift. As she turned her head from side to side, she realized that thick material swathed around the top and side of her head and made it a bit difficult to see. She raised a hand and realized it was gauze and bandages. She must have been hurt. After a few shaky breaths, Ilse tried to call out. Her voice came out as a rasp and a few pathetic coughs. Surprisingly, her thoughts turned to Tyke. For some reason, she needed someone to tell her that he was okay. A woman in a white worker's gown came to her side and knelt down. Ilse reached her hand out to feel the woman's dress, just as a way to know she was real. Reshma? Tyke? came her words. Drink this, hun, was the reply. The voice murmured in low tones. Ilse felt a hand cradle around the back of her head and tilted up a bit. A bowl was pressed to her lips and she swallowed a comfortable and soothing liquid. Let's take a look at that wound, came the warm voice. In a few seconds, she was free of the binding and could see more clearly. The woman didn't look her in the eye, but rather looked just above at her forehead and crown of her head. Well, you're awake and this wound is slowly patching up, the woman sighed. So that's better than last week. How long have I been here? Ilse asked. She gingerly put a hand to the side of her head and didn't feel her hair, but skin. Just a few weeks, the woman replied. Be careful with where you touch. We had to shave part of your hair to stitch up your wounds. Don't worry, it'll grow back. The woman pulled out a small mirror for Ilse to inspect herself. The gash twisted its way from her temple to the middle of her forehead. She was sure her nurse had saved her life. Because of that, she liked the woman instantly. Her nurse wore her hair back in a curly bun and kept as many strays away as possible with a scarf knotted just behind her neck. The woman looked like she was old enough to be someone's mother. Ilse felt safe knowing someone was watching over her. Where are we? You're in a hospital, hun, the woman said, giving a reassuring smile. I work here. I'm watching over you. Next to the woman's knees, there was another bowl covered with a cloth. She held it in one hand and pulled back the cloth. She dipped two fingers into the bowl and gently spread a cool salve on Ilse's forehead. Soon after, the nurse wrapped Ilse's head with new material. Ilse smiled and sighed in relief. The nurse tended to other bruises and cuts on Ilse's body while the patient silently twirled a precious gem around her fingers that hung from a necklace around her neck. Snowflurry swayed this way and that as a figure looked at the tips of the Pearl Mountains. He wore a black uniform with a long and trailing black cloak with a fur trim around his neck. He stood out in a balcony, thinking to himself. His hands were folded behind his back as he looked outward. Suddenly, a young soldier entered from behind. He tapped his foot and saluted. "'What is it, boy?' the man replied, turning around. He absentmindedly fingered at his braided red beard. "'Sir, news from base,' the soldier stated monotonously. "'Well?' he barked. The boy shuffled and gave the man a small parchment. The man read and reread the note and finished with a grunt. He ripped the paper and the pieces diminished at his feet. A small frown formed. Another batch of rebels? 
the old man asked. Yes, the soldier said. Many are coming from the charcoal ridge, sir. And no sign of the girl, the old man sighed, massaging his forehead. Speak! I command you to speak! The old man cried, turning towards the frightened soldier. He became irate when he didn't receive a straight answer. The soldier went pale, and cold sweat streaked his face. Yes, sir, the boy gulped. We're pretty sure of it this time. Well, General Rubens is positive it's her. Bring Rubens in immediately. Already here, my lord, came the reply. Rubens came in the room wearing a blue velvet tunic and black pants. Despite the bruises and cuts decorating his face, neck, and hands, he looked like he had a good night's rest and a decent shave. Althod knew something had to be good for the man's face to be etched with that uppity grin. I read your report, Althod said. You look like there's more to report that I don't know about. Have you recently married? Rubens chuckled away Althod's sarcastic joke and straightened as he said, I have the girl in my custody. After examining her effects, I have discovered that she is the girl that you need to further your plans. She carries a book that resembles a journal. She writes as if to her mother and spills her secrets on each page. Where is she? She's in the infirmary. One of my soldiers dealt an almost deadly blow, and so she is resting. She'll be ready to join the ranks within a week. Quite the quick healer, Althod grunted. Has the nurse or healer said anything else of her condition? Any sort of information revealed? They've said that she's taken exceptionally well to the amulet and isn't fully comprehensible. Rubens explained, She and I will be working close together for the next few months. You sound a lot like a cat that likes to play with his food. I'm doing this for you, my lord, Rubens said with a bow. She'll reveal Ladala's location under your power, and she'll have no one else to blame but herself. Very well, Althod said. Bring me word when she reveals something useful. As always, my lord. Resting became a daily part of her routine, with the occasional walking around. The nurse let Ilse roam wherever she pleased. She seemed to have misplaced her mother's journal as well as her rings. Oh, right. Reshma has those. Perhaps she has mother's journal, too? Ilse was very curious about where she was. She knew easily enough that she was in a hospital or healing center, but she wanted to know exactly where she was. Was she close to home? When was Reshma going to come and kill the Ilderim that gave her this head wound? She thought these things while she looked out the windows and saw tall trees with snow frosted over the branches and pine needles. It reminded her of home, except it seemed more beautiful. Maybe because even though there was snow, she could go wherever she wanted. She told the nurse that she didn't even need shoes because she knew the perfect spells to stay warm. She offered to sing those spells for the nurse so she could come outside with her without her long coat, but the nurse merely decided to watch instead. She often watched the girl carefully pick her way around the trees in a simple cream dress and a red amulet hanging from her neck. Ilse would stretch her legs, then come inside to sleep again. The nurse patted her feet dry until they had a pink, healthy glow. The next time Ilse awoke, 
Someone held her hand and gave it a pat. She opened her eyes and her nurse beamed down at her. Well, it was more of excitement and nervousness, the way her eyes widened a bit. Miss, you have a visitor. Ilse sat up and craned her neck to see a man in blue velvet that offset his charcoal hair and goatee nicely. Is he a prince? Ilse asked her nurse. The man chuckled kindly and sat on the floor next to her. Ilse gave him a bemused grin. Oh, you're Rubens, Ilse said. He's the one who gave you that necklace, the nurse reminded her. Ilse instinctively fingered the red gem curiously. It was prettier than her rings. You're right, Reuben said. That's my name. I've spent a lot of time looking for you. I'm glad you're feeling much better. My soldier that hurt you has been sufficiently punished. I saw you kill her. The soldier, I mean, Ilse said. You used your Yildirim abilities. I've dodged you long enough to know that tune. Why have you run so much? Rubens asked gently. Ladala told me to, Ilse said simply. I promised to help her defeat you to protect my clan. She didn't remember any other time where she felt so frank and bold. It helped that Rubens didn't look angry at all. He seemed interested in what she had to say. You've been away from Ladala for a long time now, Rubens said. How is she? I don't know. Ilse said, confused for the first time since she had been there. Do elves get sick? She felt foolish for asking, but Reuben seemed like someone who would know. He chuckled and shrugged. I've never seen a sick elf, so your guess is as good as mine, he said simply. Hey, you know Tyke, don't you? My friend from my homeland? Ilse said. Reuben's looked like he didn't follow but wanted to. I miss him. I'm worried that your soldiers have hurt him. Will you help me find him? He's not among my ranks, Reuben said. But perhaps you can accompany me in finding him and Ladala. She and I need to exchange prisoners on neutral soil, but I can't really do that unless I know where she is. I've been looking for her, too, Ilse said. She promised to protect me, but her soldiers weren't enough. I should tell her that she should double her efforts. What use am I if I'm dead? Ilse hoped that Rubens wasn't offended that she still liked Ladala more and wanted to be her ally. But Rubens didn't seem bothered. Ilse knew that if he was bothered, he wouldn't be so nice to her and help her feel better. Maybe he saved her life, too.